0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR network. It's just past the top of the hour. Thanks for spending two hours with us here on Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilcom, along with Father Jason Kern. We're broadcasting from the Pastoral Center here in beautiful Winona, Minnesota. It's January, it's cold. (laughs) Maybe not exactly the the weather that makes you think, well may I need to get out and, and do something and get you know be active. Well, how about something that's not so active, but that's good for your soul? We're talking about a silent retreat, the value of that. Meeting God in the silence. That is today's topic, and we're talking with Father Jacob. Boddicker this morning, a Jesuit, about the 2021 Men's Silent Retreat at Terra Sancta Retreat Center. Good morning, Father Boddicker. Welcome to Real Presence Live. And uh, can you tell us a little bit bit about yourself, Father?
1: Sure. Um, So I'm a, a Jesuit priest serving on the Rosebud Indian Reservation in South Dakota. I'm pastor of two little parishes out here. Uh, originally grew up in eastern Iowa in a small town called Tipton. Um, was ordained in 2017, so I'm still, by most measures, considered a, a baby priest. And was uh, approached by some folks in the diocese to lead the men's retreat this year, which is something I've not yet done in my short time as a priest. Nice. Um, being a Jesuit, though, yeah, I've been on retreats plenty of times we try to make an eight-day silent retreat every year and as a novice we do the full 30-day silent retreat uh during our first year so i definitely have personal experience being on a retreat um this will be my first time leading a retreat so i'm very excited um so if there are gentlemen who are considering coming on the retreat but are nervous because they've never been on one um, we're going to do this together.
2: <laughs> Amen. And it, that's a beautiful gift to be able to um, enter into the silence. You know, Father. So you're a young priest. I'm looking at. I'm secretly looking at your Facebook page. Uh, how long is your beard currently?
1: Um, I haven't Have you trimmed
2: quite, it actually. What's that? I haven't measured it. <laughs> I can see there. that it's changed over the years. From your ordination, it was nice and clean, but it looks like maybe it's a little longer, huh?
1: Yeah, it's about five or six inches.
2: Good, good. But, no. uh,
1: back when I was ordained, I was I had been studying in Berkeley, and their barber okay. shops are plenty in that area. <laughs> <laughs> but out here, uh, it's a little harder to find.
2: Sure. So you're serving on an Indian reservation and um, been ordained now three years, coming up on four, it sounds like. Um, and so what a blessing to have a Jesuit priest who the, the Jesuits are kind of known as the retreat masters They're, you know with Ignatian retreats and just their ability to kind of help people discern spirits and, and move into a place of uh, contemplation and meditation. Uh, mm-hmm. t- tell us, like, why do you think it's important for men to take time to go on a sound retreat? Like in the midst of so much... Busyness and stuff going on in people's lives. What would what would this you know why 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 is this worth it?
1: Yeah, I would say there's a multitude of things that are worth it. You know, a practical reason. How often do you get a, a few days to just unplug from the world and rest? Hmm. One one thing that's unique, well, maybe not unique to our religion, um, we inherited it from our Jewish uh, forebears how amazing is it that we have a religion in which there's a God who commands us to rest at yeah. least once a week. That's quite remarkable. And I think it tells us that rest is a sacred thing. And we live in a in a culture, especially in America, um, that has inherited kind of a lot of Puritan, kind of Calvinistic uh, attitudes towards work. Is like, if you're not busy doing something, the devil's going to take advantage of you, and you're going to do something bad. Yeah. Um, the idea that resting, um, taking some time off, is kind of a you're you're wasting your time, and so you need to keep busy, keep working. And men, I think, I'll very easily fall into that trap, where it's like I got to keep doing something. But when we look at scripture, we find oftentimes when people are encountering God. It's when they're quiet and restful. You think of, um, you know, the, the prophet in the cave, and if God wasn't in the storm, he wasn't in the fire, he wasn't in the earthquake, he's that, that still, quiet sound. Or our first reading just yesterday, yeah. uh, Samuel is sleeping, and he hears the Lord calling him. Or Mary, you know, oftentimes she's depicted at night crying or sleeping, and Gabriel appears to her. Yes. Um Joseph encounters the angel in a dream. So it's really important to take that time to step out of the world into a time of silence and rest to give God the chance to be heard. Amen. It's so
2: often we just
1: are so busy with whatever it is that we're doing, um, we kind of miss that still small voice of God's invitation to just come and spend time with him.
2: Yes. I've always thought that, you know, as you just described, I've always thought the line, um, you know, idle hands are the devil's playground. That line is not a Catholic line, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. You know, we, we, all. We, we, need to, we need to stop. We need to put down our cell phones and the diversions that we've created to kind of keep ourselves occupied, distracted from our interior movements, our interior realities. Yeah. And that's what you're describing is it's so important for us actually to take time to do nothing. you know? And, and we can do that in relationship with others where we just waste time with each other. Well, we really right. need that with God as well, right? We need to just spend time. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's such an important reality that you're describing.
0: I think that was a, a line from The Music Man. Okay. Which uh, is The <laughs> Idle Brains, The Devil's play- Playground. Nice. I think that yeah, was a yeah. song in there that uh, there was a line from the song in, uh, I think it was called Trouble. And that was said by a con man. Ah, see, so there, it know, there it is. There it is. So that is not true, definitely not.
2: You vindicated me, yes. <laughs> um,
0: Father Jacob let us know that he's from Iowa, so I just had to figure, you know, throw that in. Right. Um, Father Jacob Boddicker is with us this morning on Real Presence Live. Uh, he's a Jesuit, he's going to be leading a men's silent retreat at Terra Sancta Retreat Center. And Father Jacob, uh, can you describe what an Ignatian-style retreat is, is like for those who uh, perhaps have never experienced one before?
2: Sure.
1: I would, I would say something that sets uh, kind of an Ignatian retreat apart from potentially other retreats is, you know, because there's lots of, anybody can go on a silent retreat. Um, and, you know, if you want to talk to the masters of silence, go talk to the Cartusians. They live in silence. But uh, an Ignatian retreat, kind of the, the key characteristic is Ignatius was very uh, keen on tapping into the power of the imagination to help foster uh, a personal encounter with the Lord. So he kind of mastered a technique that had already existed and here, there, and everywhere uh, of contemplating Scripture and not just imagining the scene kind of playing out in your head like a movie, but plugging yourself in as an active character. So say you are imagining um, the crucifixion according to John's account, you know, where Mary and John are there. You might imagine yourself as John in that scene. And you pay attention to what the sounds you hear, what do you see? How do you feel interiorly as John? Or you might imagine yourself as a random person in the crowd. You might dare to imagine yourself as Jesus on the cross, you know. Whatever the Spirit moves you. So he has You know, his techniques of how to set up the scene, how to imagine it, how to let it play out, and just trusting that the Holy Spirit is going to guide it. So it's not just you kind of daydreaming about Scripture, but the Spirit is really guiding you so that instead of coming just to a deeper understanding of a scriptural moment, you have a personal experience with Jesus like the apostles did. And so really tapping into kind of that that faculty of our imagination uh, to give the Holy Spirit room to help us experience life with Jesus instead of just coming to a deeper knowledge of what happened in His life. We have our own experience with Him. Like, when I was at the cross with Jesus, this is what happened. This is what I experienced. And it's from that personal experience with the Lord... That can really motivate us not only to a deeper level of faith and relationship with him, but it can motivate us to live our Christian life just like it did the apostles. That's what got them driving out into the world to share, here, here is my life with Jesus. Here's what I have to tell you about him Thanks. from my personal experience.
2: Yeah, amen. I, you know, I can think of my own journey and, you know, in das in, um formation and seminary formation, we rely heavily on Ignatian discernment of spirits and Ignatian retreat styles because it's so practical. It's so helpful to kind of, lead to an encounter, and that's really what you're describing, right? It's my own uh, coming to experience, coming to know the Lord through an encounter in prayer. And that happens in meditation on specific scriptures, but it also happens through coming to know where He's active, where He's drawing me, where He's calling me through the rules of right. discernment. And that's that's a lot of what's what you're describing is we come to know and encounter Jesus and then learn to live in communion with Him. Well, we need times away from the busyness and, and hectic schedule of our lives in order to really set up the the possibility of that encounter that's what a re- retreat like this uh, as you're describing provides isn't that right
1: right i mean that's the hope <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, then, Amen. and a lot of it depends especially upon the disposition of the person coming to make the retreat like yeah. you really do you you put the phone away you, you put away you know kind of worldly distractions you're just like okay jesus i'm giving you friday night to sunday noon work on me I'm in the carpenter's shop I'm going to use him to the raft the chisel the sandpaper you know just work on me this weekend and you really lend yourself to that And and he'll he'll totally take advantage of that in the best
2: way that's great. That's a beautiful image, the carpenter shop. You know, it's kind of the Saint Joseph uh, and Jesus knows the trade. Uh, you know, that's a powerful image for that God wants to work on us, and we need to give Him the opportunity. You know, we think that as long as I'm a nice guy, a good person, you know, nobody's condemning the nice guy here. But it, the reality is, is God wants to do even more. He wants to shape your heart. He wants to form you and transform you. Well, giving Him this opportunity on a retreat is a great way to do that. It's it's one of many ways, but it's a powerful way to set aside a weekend, set aside a specific amount of time to say, Okay, Lord, I give up my life for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a
1: it's a beautiful opportunity. And and again, it's nothing else. You might struggle to get into prayer, etc., but you know, bottom line, you'll <laughs> you'll be rested up and mm. ready to re enter the world with a bit more peace uh, of mind and heart and body. And you know, that's not a bad thing either.
0: Amen. We're speaking this morning with Father Jacob Boddicker about uh, how God speaks to us in silence, and we're going to find out more details about this diocesan men's retreat that he'll be leading coming up February nineteenth through the twenty-first in Rapid City. Uh, on the other side, here you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilcom along with Father Jason Kern. There's more next. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. S.J.
1: Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network.
0: Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, director of advancement for Real Presence Radio
1: with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity?
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. It's live. It's local. It's what radio is meant to be, Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Jason Kern. We're speaking this morning with Father Jacob Boddiker, who is a Jesuit, originally from eastern Iowa, and now serving on the Rosebud Indian Reservation, he's going to be leading a men's silent retreat at Terra Sancta Retreat Center in Rapid City. And welcome back to the show, by the way, Father Jacob. Thank you, much. Uh Tell us a little bit about the upcoming retreat you're going to be leading, uh, and what, what are some of the things you're hoping to do with this retreat?
2: Uh, so this
1: retreat is, again will be a, a silent retreat. So that doesn't mean like you can never, ever, ever, ever talk. Um, Hopefully there will be uh, uh, opportunities to meet one-on-one, if uh, that's a desire for people. Of course, you'll be responding uh, during Mass, which we'll have all all three days of the retreat. Um, So it'll start on the evening of of Friday, and then all day Saturday, and then we'll go till about lunchtime on Sunday. We'll have Mass all three days. Um, Friday and Saturday night, we'll have a holy hour. Um, with confessions on Friday night, but I'll never say no to a confession. I don't care what time it is, what, what the circumstances. Anybody asks me for a confession, I will always say yes. Um, so there will be opportunities for to receive the sacraments. Um, there will be six conferences, six talks that I'll give about different points from the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. So everything from what he calls the first principle and foundation, kind of the the key idea that the whole uh, of the spiritual exercises is based on. Um, talk a little bit about sin, about the invitation from Christ to follow Him and serve—not just serve under Him, but serve alongside Him—and um, then introduce, you know, Ignatius's uh, idea of contemplation of imagining the the gospel story imagining talking with Jesus with Mary with God the Father um, I do plan to give a talk about the rules of discernment um you know how to how to determine is this coming from God is this coming from the evil spirit um, how do you tell the difference and um, and just kind of go through kind of those main points of the exercises because It's very rare that a person can step out of his life for a whole month to do the full spiritual (laughs) exercises of Ignatius. That's a very rare gift. Um, But Ignatius' spirituality is very flexible and adaptable. So if all you've got is a weekend, you can got to get some of those main points across that can really help um, fill out and color a person's spiritual life
2: in, in significant ways. Beautiful. I love that. You know, and I, as I said before the break, I find Ignatian spirituality, um, St. Ignatius of Loyola his His what he 's given us is just so practical it's it it allows us to really not only engage uh, deep spiritual contemplation and, and relationship with the Lord but it also allows us to do it while active right because it's teaching us to kind of be aware of the movements of grace that are present in our heart uh, where God is leading us where the good spirit is guiding us and, and versus um, you know rejecting and, and repelling any movements that are not of god and so um yeah, there's just so many, there's so much fruit that can be born from this kind of retreat where you're really learning. Not only um, are you going to learn some or have some opportunities for, for prayer and for a quiet time, but you're also going to learn some really practical tips on how to continue to pray, uh, how to continue to grow in relationship with the Lord um, through these conferences that you're giving, it sounds like. So that sounds really powerful. Now there's, there's a, a unique element that you uh, want to bring up, I think, about The Hidden Life, A Hidden Life, uh, the film that you're going to inspire the men with during the retreat. Why did you decide to use that or tell us about that?
1: Yeah, so, and I'm still trying to figure out exactly how to integrate it, um, but there was a film that came out uh, last year by Terrence Malick uh, called A Hidden Life, and it's kind of an artistic look at the life of Blessed Franz Jägerstatter, who was a farmer in Austria uh, in the early years of World War II. And he was conscripted, like many men, into the the Austrian, eventually Nazi army. And as part of that, one was expected to make an oath of loyalty to Adolf Hitler, the the chancellor of, of that nation. And so he refused because as he was paying attention to what was going on in the world around him, he began to realize that this man was evil and he couldn't bring himself to swear loyalty to someone who was evil and who was kind of moving the nation into an evil direction. And so he refused to take the oath. And um, he was in prison for it for a few years and eventually executed because he kept refusing to do so, no matter what kind of pressure was brought down on him. And his wife and his children back home in their little village, um, they were treated really poorly by everybody who saw them as as traitors. Um, You know, they weren't patriots. They weren't loyal to the nation, to the fatherland. And um, even after his death for years afterwards, they continued to kind of suffer that treatment and not only is the film beautifully done you know with its its visuals but it, it's it's kind of I found it very remarkable because it showed the life of a potential saint he's already a blessed and how ordinary it was he was a farmer you know and a Catholic and you know he went to church he participated in, in the, the life of the, the parish um, he's you know, he's got a scythe. he's out in the field with his wife cutting down the wheat. You know, they're managing a farm and raising kids. But in the ordinariness of it all, oh, it's so beautiful and good. Yeah. And um, and he's no theologian. Um, he didn't do anything more heroic than refusing to do something evil. Wow. And so I thought, you know, we're all called to be faith. We're all called invited to heaven. And I think a lot of people, when they think of saints, they they tend to think of saints whose whose examples would be really really difficult to imitate. Um, you know, think of Padre Pio and Francis of Assisi, and but your your guy who ha- is ranching out on the prairie, you know, with a wife and kids, isn't gonna just walk away from all that and throw on some brown ropes and a rope and and go be poor. <laughs> And so I think uh, Blessed Franz gives us a really good example of, you know, we're all called to sainthood, and it can look absolutely ordinary and still be profoundly holy and good.
2: Well, that's powerful. That's a great testimony. Thanks for sharing uh, that dimension that'll be used in the retreat. You know, I think about how often in in rural ministry, in my experience of you know Catholic life. People kind of have the impression that, oh, this isn't this, you know, I'm Catholic and I I believe it all and I, you know, I'm there at Sunday Mass and I'm a good person, but I, uh, but maybe they don't want to take that next step, you know, they're, uh, breaking the routine and kind of giving up something of themselves, you know, it's a risk, right? And and you know, as you just talk about Franz, witnesses, blessed Franz, witnesses to that reality that we can, we can actually take that little step, uh, and it might come in the form of you know some, you know, without making too big of a political statement, it's not impossible for us to imagine a situation that we could be put in where we have to compromise what we believe and what we stand for. Um, but even if that doesn't come. Uh, we all are called to take that step of how can I live more deliberately for the Lord? How can I continue to serve Him? And in and, and the ordinariness, the simplicity of my life, to love Him with a greater love. I, I mean, that, that testimony is powerful. Yeah, thanks for sharing that.
1: Yeah, and and that's part of where I think Ignatian spirituality can be very practical because its ultimate goal is, is not only to help you come to a deeper love of the Lord, but also to start paying attention to how he's active in every moment of your life, and to notice that and to let it inform how you live. Um, and not only living in reaction to what the Lord has done, but live in cooperation with what he is doing and to kind of live with him. And so, everything you're doing, whether it's, um, you know, mucking the stalls in your barn, uh, to loving your wife and your kids, uh, to driving, you know, 40, 50 miles out onto the prairie to find a lost cow, to do that with the Lord. And when you're thinking about being a saint, instead of imagining, like, well, I'm never going to be a monk, so I'm just going to try and be a nice person. Like, you know, well, look at Blessed Franz. Like, he was a farmer. He was an absolutely ordinary guy. Um, Didn't have a perfect life his whole life. Um, But when he was tested... He chose to serve the Lord instead of serving a, a world that was bringing everything down on his head. Just because he wouldn't say a few lines, there were people even saying, you, "You don't even have to mean it; you just have to say it." And he refused because he was a man of integrity, and he wasn't going to say something he didn't mean, and he certainly wasn't going to say an oath of loyalty to Hitler. Um, and, and I think he kind of can help us to reflect on, you know, St. Joseph, who's like the perfect saint of the ordinary um, in this year of St. Joseph. And, you know, even St. Joseph is kind of hard to get to know because he's silent throughout Scripture. And um, it can be hard. It's like, well, how do I bring that to life? And I think Blessed
0: Franz kind of is the Joseph path, uh, Hmm. Just be holy in every ordinary way. Yeah, and that and that one decision that he's known for, that mm-hmm. one outward decision, was probably the the direct result of many small hidden yeses to the Lord throughout his life. And that's exactly. the hidden. That's the whole point of the hidden life. And we have just just a few seconds left with you, Father Jacob Bodeker. You're going to be leading a uh, twenty twenty one dio- diocesan men's retreat at Terra Sancta Retreat Center in Rapid City. That's going to be February 19th through the 21st. Uh, The details are at TerraSancta.org. I'm just looking at your uh, brief bio here on TerraSancta.org underneath the Men's Retreat uh, page here. And it says here, His unswerving fidelity to the Magisterium and deep love for souls make him a tremendous asset to the Society of Jesus and to the Diocese of Rapid City. Father Boddicker also has an active following on Facebook and YouTube. We've mentioned that before, where he posts weekly mass as well as theology discussions while ironing church linens.
1: <laughs> this priest can yeah. do it all. Yeah, yeah, apparently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kudos to you, Father Boddicker, and uh, again, terasancta.org for the event information. It sounds like a wonderful retreat, Father, Father Boddicker, and uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, a lot of men take advantage of it and uh, the, the uh, opportunity to be led by you in this Men's Silent Retreat. So thanks for being on with us on Real Presence Live. We appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Again, Terrasancta.org is the website. And the details, again, Men's Retreat, February 19th through the 21st at Terra Sancta Retreat Center. And up next... Is now the best time to evangelize? Dr. Susan Winley-Doust thinks so, and she'll be on to share why next on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.